0: hello and welcome to tribal council a show in which two brothers who had never seen survivor before start from the very beginning and are now finishing up season
1: 43 i'm patrick and i'm chris and this week we're going to talk about season 43 episode 12 telenovela but before that we got to take a trip to ponderosa talk about some of our uh, internet finds i don't know that the name ponderosa works for this
0: Yeah, so I'm going to jump in here because I also had a Ponderosa thing, but it's going to take a minute, so I need to do it before you go. Okay. I'll explain. Um, I have been listening sometimes to the Rob Has a Podcast podcast with Rob Sesternino, and I discovered through that podcast this um, Twitter AI bot that is like just words I am pretty – Opposed to like art AI bots, Um, but this is just like a words AI thing that someone built to create survivor analogies, like Jeff at Tribal Council. Um, And so, but the reason why I needed to cut in here and go first is because it takes a couple minutes to respond typically, Um, and so this is uh, at Survivor is like on Twitter, and if you or if you tweet out at Survivor is like and then some sort of noun. Basically, it will, a couple minutes later, give you a reply of an analogy of those things. So, Chris, give me a random noun to compare Survivor to.
1: Potatoes. Okay.
0: So, share your things, and then we'll come back when it has an answer for us.
1: So, something I found is something that was on CBS TV's Instagram account, which is uh, Jeff Probst answering a fan question of what celebrity he is most like or what celebrity would portray him and so i want you before i play it to make a guess as to how do you think jeff is going to respond about like what celebrity would portray him in a
0: oh this is hard because i don't have a good answer to what celebrity should portray jeff probst but i also i will tell you he gives he three is answers. wildly wrong
1: he gives three did you watch this no oh, no but gives... like
0: i just i think that jeff has an improper view of himself
1: so he gives three answers based off the three decades he's been doing this. So like a 2000 to 2010, 2010 to 2020 and then a current. He has three answers.
0: Oh, whoa. Um I feel like oh boy. Are the are like the people like stars from that era?
1: Um no. I don't think so. If I'm remembering correctly, it's been a minute since I watched this.
0: Um god, this is rough. Um I think now present day i think i would say like uh like a jimmy fallon okay uh but it's hard because his job is so different than like an actor's job that's kind of why i went with jimmy fallon uh i think that maybe he does choose actors um i feel like he would have like jeff would have said like brad pitt i think that's incorrect but i think that he would say something like that all right um i f- i weirdly keep thinking of jack nicholson uh i don't know why i feel like that but i th- I don't think it's a good answer um but those are my
1: three i'm gonna say all right let's see what jeff says
0: if they were to make a survivor movie and why wouldn't they who would you want to play you okay i'm gonna divide this into decades that i've been on Survivor. the first decade harry styles young bright ah. fun middle decade Brian Reynolds getting a little more sophisticated cultured action hero he's funny and then for the last decade Stallone but here's the twist because there's always a twist they actually represent me in reverse order because really in the beginning I'd be more like Stallone then in the middle I'm trying to get like Ryan Reynolds and right now I only want to be Harry Styles uh the Ryan Reynolds I feel like fits the like Brad Pittness that I was going for yeah uh the
1: Harry Styles is the most wild one in that list.
0: It is very wild. It is odd that you said actors, Uh, which I know Harry Styles has been in a couple movies, but I would not call him an actor.
1: So for that, I forgot he chose Harry Styles. And in my head, I had him picking Channing Tatum for that instead of Harry Styles. (laughs) Why? (laughs) I don't know. That's what was what was (laughs) lodged in my brain, which is not what he chose. But Harry Styles, Channing Tatum, same person to me, apparently um
0: i was when he said harry styles in the first bit i was like i feel like you were not he wasn't harry styles-esque in the first few seasons but i, I could see him being a stallone-esque like hard ass a little i feel like bit stallone is seasons yeah
1: yeah i feel like still of those three stallone is maybe i could see playing jeff i don't know it was it was an interesting insight to see what he viewed as the celebrities that should play him um Two more things. We got two more mails from mom. Once she once she's figured out how to email us, man, she's not holding back. Yeah. Uh, So one is for the breathing competition from, uh, that was last week, right?
0: No. Yes. Yes. That was not. Yeah, yeah, the final seven
1: week. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, she said Chris would be so good at this, meaning me, um, that I could always stay underwater longer than anyone else. Um, I did as a child, we had a swimming pool that I would like really push myself to stand underwater water a long time. Um, she also mentioned that the three the three of the people left seemed to have smaller heads, and so they could keep their mouths above the water since they were higher in the grate. I noticed that too, when I was watching it, like some of them had really narrow faces that they could like really squeeze up into that grate and get their like mouths just like a little bit higher um and then she sent a different email asking how much time elapsed between when Cassidy left the challenge and when it was called as a tie for the other two and I don't have an answer for that I'm pretty sure it was around 45 minutes uh, uh oh yeah yeah no I'm you are correct that because I-, I do I do have that answer I have in my notes Cassidy is out at two hours and then at two hours and 45 minutes the tide is going down and then they end the challenge so a little bit longer than 45 yeah yeah Um, So not close enough that it's like, man, she really got screwed. Like, that's a considerable amount of time that they went after Cassidy dropped.
0: Right. And they were, like, trying to get it to be one person and then just Mm -hmm. couldn't make it work. Um, Yeah. yeah. Thanks for the mail, Mom. Has this AI bot responded? It hasn't. Uh, I'm disappointed in the survivor analogy bot, but I hear it takes some time. So I might just come back to it later
1: when when it responds to me. That sounds good. Let's dive into this week's episode, this week's telenovela. Um we start on day 22 which we are 4 days away from the final day um of Modern which is Survivor wild. 17 days away from where it would end on um old survivor this is like merge time not yeah almost finale time um we find out that nobody filled Carla in on last week's Sammy vote that she pieced it together herself um and figured out to vote for him and like be in line with all the other votes um owen is still wants to put a wedge between carla and cassidy he talks to cassidy and tells her that he thinks carla would take a shot at her um and he says that jesse is one that was saying that cassidy's kind of skeptical skeptical but wants to find out so she goes and talks to carla uh carla claims that she never said her name even though we know she did um, yes and Carla says in a
0: confessional like I'm just totally lying to her right now like obviously.
1: Right and she says in that confessional let's make it a tell of novella tonight. That's the name of the episode. Um and she talks about how she's purposely going to fake cry to get the tears to evoke emotion and make Cassidy believe that she's like being honest here. As she tells like Cassidy like she's hurt by like kind of hurt by this, she would never put her name down. Um and tells her to talk to Jesse. Uh, or tell Cassidy tells Carla to talk to Jesse. Carla goes and tell, or no, sorry, Carla tells Cassidy to talk to Jesse about this. But before that, Carla runs and tells Jesse, like, what happened and how she lied to Cassidy, basically. Um, and then Cassidy, (laughs) Carla, like, goes to tell Jesse, like, hey, just a heads up, like, Cassidy's gonna come to you. So, like, here's what happened. I lied to her, like, her name wasn't thrown out at all. And then Cassidy comes to talk to Jesse, and he's like, yeah, Carla wants you out of (laughs) here. which yes, is just very yeah. good
0: Jesse just t- totally is like yeah Carla, I'll totally cover for you and then does not whatsoever uh-huh. um it's beautiful uh Jesse is
1: maybe one of my favorite people that I've ever seen on this show ever <laughs> he's so good he's been great I saw like so many tweets and stuff on reddit of just like they're like Jesse's like burning so many bridges like he's doing all this like crooked shit and still, everybody loves him, and he's not thought of, like, I don't view him as a villain, even though, like, he's doing so many, like, villainous things.
0: Oh, i that's a discussion that I want to have later.
1: Yeah, I think this week maybe changes it, but, uh, yeah. Uh, so, at this point, Cassidy's like, okay, I need Carla gone, because she's, like, gunning for me, and we head to the reward challenge where they will compete in two teams of three. One person is going to be strapped inside a big rolling ball, while the other two are blindfolded and guided by the person strapped in the big rolling ball. And they move through an obstacle course. And at the end, the person strapped in the ball stays strapped in the ball and instructs the blindfolded people to complete this ball maze. And the reward is the winning team of three gets to go to the sanctuary area, enjoy iced coffee and tea and pastries. They Uh, described this challenge, and I lost my
0: mind this like watching them actually do it they did it pretty well and i was like okay maybe that was simpler than it seemed but the description of this challenge that like people are blindfolded pushing this person in a giant sphere Mm -hmm. ball being directed by the person who is being moved around constantly and flipped around constantly is ridiculous it was a cool challenge i liked it a lot like i think this challenge would have been difficult without the blindfolds (laughs) Yeah. But then they also blindfolded
1: two people. It was wild. Um, so the two teams were Cassidy in the ball, Jesse and Gabler, and then Owen in the ball with Cody and Carla. Um, for the first part of it, the blue team Owen, Cody and Carla are just like destroying the red team. Owen's instructions are very, very clear. He's using like time signals like okay, two three o'clock, twelve thirty, two thirty, like for how to like where they should push. Um, and they have a huge lead going into the maze while working on the maze though red catches up a lot and it's like neck and neck they both have the ball in the maze like just like hovering around its final spot but blue's able to get it in at the last second and win um and yeah i thought so the team breakdown here i thought this was a good team pull for owen because he gets some alone time with cody and carla um and then, like, Cassidy, Jace, Jesse, and Gabler. I just thought I thought it was, like, an interesting... Because so much at this stage of, like, how the team split, I feel it could have a big effect on things. Yeah, um, I
0: agree. I feel... I was kind of surprised that they did a reward challenge of the final six, just because, like, they're on day 22 already. Like, I feel like they don't have enough time for this. Right. But I think that that is exactly why of, like, they... uh. They wanted to break this down into, like, two
1: groups of three to have these kind of random conversations. Yeah. So we see the sanctuary area first. They are eating pastries, but basically, like, start talking strategy right away. Um, Carla mentions how she thinks she has a target on her back. She says that everyone is speculating that she has an idol when she doesn't have an idol. And Cody's like, yeah, man, that sucks. Like, Cody completely buys that she doesn't have an idol. And it, like, feels for her, like, damn, that sucks that, like, you've got this target when you shouldn't. Um, she turns on the fake tears for the second time in the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then she like walks away and to Owen, Cody's like, yeah, I don't think she has an idol or she would have played it by now. Um, and he talks about how it's time to split up the women. Um, and so they make a plan that like if Carla wins immunity, they'll go for Cassidy um, or their their plan is to go for Carla. But if Carla wins immunity, that they'll go for Cassidy. That's like their current plan before hearing from others and before the immunity challenge and stuff.
0: Yeah. And to be clear, that is definitely cody's plan i think owen is
1: maybe on board with that i think owen at this point is just looking for any plan to latch onto. he just like wants to be hanging around because he yeah no that that's definitely fair too yeah um back at camp gabler proposes a final three of gabler cassidy and jesse the three who didn't win the prize um and says that like it makes sense because they all have three very different stories and specifically regarding like Jesse and Cassidy, like it would help to distinguish because Jesse from Cody, because those two have been paired and Cassidy from Carla, because those two have been paired. Um, So he suggests that they should go for Cody or Carla at the next vote. Um, They are worried that Cody has an idol. Cassidy spills to them that Carla does have an idol. Um, And Jesse says that Cody has an idol, but that he's been comfortable with him and he's storing it in Jesse's bag. And so like Cody does have one, but Jesse does still have like possession of that idol. Um, I think that this
0: was a maybe underrated move by Gabler of like um, a couple weeks ago, we saw Gabler talk to Owen and say, like, I have a plan to get us to the final three. And I think in this final six, we have like the original Vessi of Jesse and Cody, the original Coco of Carla and Cassidy, and the original Baca of Gabler and Owen. And I think Gabler's strategy here is like, I need to fuck up these other two duos Mm -hmm. and keep mine intact, basically. and. It it works as we see. Like Carla and Cassidy are not really allies anymore uh, throughout this episode. And we will see also that
1: Jesse and Cody are done. Right. Um, um when the other when the winning team returns, Gabler fills them in that Carla does have an idol. Um Cody tells Gabler that if Carla plays her idol, he'll play his idol, just as like a security standpoint. Um and we head into the immunity challenge. Where they have to race through obstacles, collecting number tiles to open up a combination lock to get a key, and then race up a cargo net, get puzzle pieces, and put together this hanging bat puzzle. Um, did you notice
0: when they were walking into this challenge? What they notice
1: what the uh,
0: the music when they were walking into this challenge was like the most intense music I maybe have ever heard on Survivor. Oh,
1: I do. I think I do remember that because they even did like some slow low, some slow mo, like camera through like the.
0: Yeah, the editors were having the time of their lives with this episode. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of, like, uh, there was a lot of really cool things going on with the editing. Um, Like, when, earlier when Carla and Cassidy were talking and Carla was turning on the waterworks and called it a telenovela, they, like, uh, put in some, like, telenovela music behind it, which was very cool. Um, But then, like, there was a weird drone shot in the beginning of this that seemed, like, way too much. And then they gave, like, big, like gladiator type music for to see them coming into this immunity challenge uh
1: it was wild i was like oh the editors are having a good time at the start of the challenge during jeff's uh like commentary of what they're doing he had a good quote of jesse's the only person yet to win an immunity challenge in dead last uh but then jesse comes back and he's the first with the combination open which is nice so he races up the cargo net owen starts to get there and then realizes he forgot his key and has to return to get it which is a Big mistake. Um, They're all at the point where they're all putting puzzles together. Carla's like close to being like one of the top few and she's really struggling with her hands. She's even like openly like commentating on what she's doing. Like when you get so intense, like your hands go numb and they start to like tense up and then like they like is real bad. Like her hands are cramping and she like can't do it. She jumps in frustration and lands and twists her ankle. Like it's just like a shit show for Carla right now. Um, Yeah, Her body is just
0: like totally breaking down 22 days in
1: Cassidy calls uh, that she's done to Jeff, but she has a wing of the bat upside down. And so she has to fix it and is still able to fix it in time and get the win. And Cody finishes like seconds after her. It was very close.
0: Yeah. Uh, Heartbreakingly close considering Cody ends up leaving this episode. Yeah, no shit. Like
1: (laughs) if he would have been a tiny bit faster, he would have been safe. Yep. Uh, So we head back to camp to get some strategy talk before Tribal Council now that Cassidy has immunity. Um, Gabler and Owen talk about how it's basically them or Jesse because Cassidy has immunity and Cody and Carla have idols. Um, Cody talks to Carla a good amount, proposes a final four with her because they have the idols, and says that Jesse is in with them and that they should go for Gabler or Owen and just tell them that to threaten to play the idols but then don't actually play the idols. Um, right.
0: And then they can play the idols at final five, which is what would
1: get them to final four.
0: Yeah. and so is, is Car- the plan that he says to her.
1: Right. And so Carla talks to Gabler about getting him to vote Owen. Um, and he's like, yeah, I can do that. And then goes to Owen and be like, hey, can you vote Gabler? And he's like, yeah, I can do that. And Carla says about this plan that it is foolproof. And at that point, I was like, oh, shit, you shouldn't say a plan is foolproof. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> right.
0: Exactly. Um, There's this. Then Cody has this great plan of I have convinced Carla to just fake playing her idol and neither of us are actually going to play our idols. And so let's just get Carla out. And so he mm-hmm. goes to Jesse and it's like, here's my plan. This is great. Um, and so he's, he's bluffing Carla to get Carla out and ev- thinks everyone else will be on board with this. I thought this was so a good idea. Really... Oh, it's a great idea. Yeah. Except that Jesse is better.
1: Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I was impressed by Cody here, but yeah, it's unfortunate. He's just working with, he's partnered with a better strategist. Yes, because he Jesse have then a, takes that. Well, go ahead. Cody, I just want to mention a quote he had. He had a good quote where he was like talking to the camera. He's like, I'm stretching the truth to to hell with it. I'm lying to Carla. Like he, he was <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not stretching the truth. Like, I'm just straight up lying to her, which was, which was funny. Yeah. Um, Jesse then takes that. And
0: I think in part because Gabler had said earlier, like, your stories are too similar. Like, what are you going to do at the end? Mm-hmm. Jesse is like, shit, this is a really good move by Cody. I need to do something about it. And so he is like, I'm going to act like that's happening, but I'm going to play Cody's idol for Owen uh, or for someone. I don't think he says who yet. Mm-hmm. Um, And that will scare Carla into playing her idol. And then we can actually get Cody out. And he, that is like a very uh, rough plan, like an absolutely backstabbing plan. Um, But he has this like incredibly poignant, like, uh confessional where he's like he says so many of these people just came out here to like get the experience and get like experience what it was like to be on survivor but winning a million dollars would change my life and change my family's life and like set my kids up for their future and so like i'm not out here for the experience i'm out here for the money Mm -hmm. and i'm i need to get that money baby um and so i have to do this basically like I, I know that this is rough. This is killing me. This is like heartbreaking, but it's the right move to get out Cody at this point, Um, which is like so fascinating to me. He tweeted out uh, this week, Jesse did, which I didn't share earlier because I want to talk about it here. Um, He said like someone needs to do a dissertation at this point on whether or not I'm a villain. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I, I want to hear your argument of whether or not Jesse's a villain. Maybe we should finish the episode first and then go back to that, I guess.
1: Uh, yeah, let's save that for a little bit. Um, other notes in this strategy talk, um, before Jesse comes with a second plan, his own plan, he tells Cody like, oh, this is a beautiful plan. And Cody says he learned from the best talking about Jesse, which was just a very nice, like friendship moment. Um, and then jesse like has this great plan but it's all like a lot of it is pinned around the fact that cody won't have his idol on him to play on himself like if he gets spooped. and then to convince carla to go along with cody's plan cody's like i gotta show carla my idol and so he's like hey jesse can i get my idol and jesse's like fuck like my plan relies on me having your idol i can't have you have it and we're like so close to tribal council now like yeah I'd show it to carla but like I also want to get it back from you without being obvious like been saying like hey can i get your idol back and i'll hold on to it uh, we did find out in an exit interview that and we find out later like he did cody does give the idol back to jesse to hold on for tribal council and it was cody was very scared of like a knowledge's power advantage still being out there and so that's why he keeps having jesse hold on to the idol and it and why well, he was able to get it back
0: and specifically cody says in the exit interview that jesse when he gave it back to cody to like show carla said like just be careful man i think that she might have knowledge is power Mm -hmm. uh and then didn't ask for it back like just let that sit right and just like let cody come to the own conclusion of like fuck maybe he's right i should just give it back um and cody says like i would have been suspicious if he would have asked for it back but he didn't ask for it back and so i thought i could trust him um and it's it's, like, this beautiful coupling of Jesse says, like, I think she might have knowledge is power, and then it's, like, well, why is Carla saying, like, I need to see this idol? Right. Like, Carla apparently mentioned, like, we should just, like, flash him off at Tribal Council to really make people think that we'll play him. And Cody's, like, mm, that seems like something that has, like, someone who had knowledge of power would say that. and would say that I should show off my idol, and I don't want to do that. Uh, so he's, like, I trust Jesse more than I trust Carla. I'm going to give it back to Jesse. Right. Um, Which is just like also balls of steel on Jesse of just like, okay, that my entire plan means that he has to give this back, but I'm not going to ask because I know that that's bad. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to wait and see what happens. I mean, it's like the
1: smallest move that separates like a good strategy player from a great one. It was like asking for it back would have blown up everything. Like it would have fucked his whole game. Like it would have messed it up. And so not asking was just like such a bold, tough But, like, the right move, strong move. Like, it was so good.
0: He also, uh, a little bit before this, actually, talks to Owen about this plan and is, like, clearly uh, terrified to, like, tell anyone this idea. Mm -hmm. Um, He's like, this is a lot of trust, Owen. Like, I I have this plan. But, like, if you tell anybody, it's going to blow up and it's going to be bad. Because Jesse still could get voted for here. And so theoretically, Owen could have gone to Cody and been like, Jesse's trying to backstab you. Like, we just, let's all just get Jesse out. Um,
1: but he doesn't. And instead, Owen works with Jesse here. Well, still still at this point, which I guess maybe makes more sense to mention later, but like nobody knows Jesse has another idol. And nobody's ever voted for Jesse. Right. He's never been voted for. He has this hidden idol that like, based off how next week goes, like, my guess is he's going to pocket it and burn it out at Final Travel Council if he makes it that far as like a hey listen i have this fucking idol this whole time and i never had to play it maybe he'll just play it for safety but i feel like he should play it for safety
0: you. unless he wins the immunity challenge like that's yeah. what you do when you win the immunity challenge but i think that jesse
1: knows that he has a good resume against any of these people at final Tribal council and he just yeah that's true there. um so we go to tribal council uh ty- carla talks about how she's been struggling she's tired and hurt we saw that happen in the challenge um cody says it's a bummer to have lost by a few seconds um they're talking about their idols while they're doing that noelle has a great little comment in the jury where she's like 10 bucks says not one idol is played because Carla and Cody are like yeah we're gonna play our idols like they just openly say it and Noah's like yeah that's not happening um right
0: and Jeff says like so like I think he asks Jesse specifically I don't have that written down just that he asked the question of like so what if they're bluffing here like they Mm -hmm. could just be saying this you don't vote for them and then save their idols for later and Jesse's like, that could be happening, but like, we're not in a position to call our bluff, which is also beautiful
1: because Jesse is in that position. <laughs> yeah. Um, So then they go vote. They show that Carla votes for Owen. Um, They go to read the vote reveal. And boy, they like hold off on playing these idols like so long. Just like, all right, I'm going to read the votes. And then Jesse's like, hold on. Or no. Yeah, yeah. Jesse's the one who plays Yeah, Jesse he's goes like, first. He's like, hold on. I'm going to play this idol. And he pulls out cody's idol which they showed us earlier was like a red beaded bracelet um and he hands it to jeff he's like i'm gonna play this for owen um and you like the look on cody's face during all of this of just like him like sees him pull it out and i don't know like he didn't know who he was gonna play it for then he hears he plays it for owen he's like what the fuck is happening like he felt so betrayed um and then jeff's like all right let's go read the votes and he like gets his hand on the lid and then is like hold on I got to play my idol, which is like that's the part that cemented it for Jesse. Of like, yes, I like pulled this off good enough that I got uh, Carla to flush her idol and waste her idol. Um, yeah, which is that... like, yeah,
0: that is the beautiful part of this plan because it, Cody ended up going home with four votes,
1: but Jesse like... didn't need to play it for Owen. and like he, I think he knew right. Cody was going home. He just did it to spook Carla and get Carla to flush her idol.
0: Yes, which then allows since everybody wants Carla out anyway, it allows Carla to be the target at final five instead of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's fair game because she doesn't have an idol anymore. And right. so like that, that bit of just like thinking a little bit ahead into the next round is incredible. Uh, Jesse's so good. And he's like, so likable also it's wild.
1: Yeah. So Cody gets up cause he has to leave. He's clearly like very betra- pissed and betrayed um it, this was like a movie moment that you see where like jesse holds out his hand for a handshake and like cody just like stares him down and you're just like watching like my heart beating so fast like is he gonna I was do not it? Is he gonna shake his hand yeah. and cody's like you hear it's like the, it's like you see it in a movie where he like does this little lean back and he's like yeah all right and he like shakes his hand and cody's like or jesse a few times says like i'll explain more i'll explain more and cody says there's no need to explain um yeah, and then he snuffs the torch and leaves we in the exit interview uh cody talked about how like when he left and got to like the little tent that they do like the doctor checkup and stuff he was pissed and like raging and like kicking and yelling and stuff like he was very mad he kept his composure like that- fairly okay
0: but after jesse plays the idol for owen he comes back and owen and jesse do like a little fist bump and he says in the exit interview that when that happens it's the angriest he's ever been in his life <laughs> which
1: i get like yeah. i would also be so furious <laughs> yeah um jeff says that the final five are going to be taken to a new beach which we've seen the past couple seasons um yeah uh so cody got voted out four to zero to zero technically because the idols canceled votes but before the idols it was four to one to one which has never happened before so it's a votagami there's, oh. there's been two four there's zero been before. But one was a 4-1-0 and one was a 4-4-2. Four, four, which a 4-4-2 four, four, turned into a 4-0-0. Zero, zero. Like that's, that's an exciting one right there.
0: Wait, so you're saying that specifically a 4-1-1 one, one becoming a 4-0-0 zero, zero is a Votagami? Yes. I see. Uh, yeah, I was interested how Votagami worked with idols because we've never seen an idol actually negate votes before.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so this is very exciting. exciting. Um, yeah, so let's talk about is Jesse a villain yeah it's tough I feel like in my head I just I picture villains as just being like dicks so like I just picture them I associate so much with being mean and I feel like Jesse's not being mean he's just being like he's playing the game he's being a strategist but doing it like yeah so I don't know like I don't I'm with a lot of the internet where I don't view him as being a villain even though he's just like destroying people
0: yeah I think that the way like who a villain is they also have to be like uh unlikable and annoying Mm -hmm. or at least have that edit maybe and maybe it's more about the edit than it is their unlikability. um but like i think maybe it's also some like personal attacks that jesse has not done um or like more personal things like like, Johnny Fairplay, I think of as being a villain, but, Absolutely. like, lying about your grandma being dead is more personal than, like, backstabbing in strategy.
1: Yeah, and some people get, like, a bad rap for it. So, like, I just did a Google search of, like, who's been a villain on Survivor? Ten most notorious Survivor villains. Like, one of them listed is Jerry Manthey. I don't think she should be considered a villain. I think it's fans being awful to her.
0: Right. Um, I agree with that. Whereas,
1: like, Russell, or not. We've never seen Russell. Russell, I was going to say, um, who's the very... Richard Hatch, I would consider villainous. Oh, why? I think he... People don't like him. He's like... He is strat- strategic, but he's like a dick. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's fair. It's like... Yeah, he he doesn't
0: seem to care about other people's feelings. And right. Jesse does care about other people's feelings.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, Oh, he's in this list, too. I was trying to look for... Most of these people we have not seen... One of them is Jeff Varner, which I feel like we did see Jeff Varner. We have have seen seen Jeff Jeff Varner,
0: but I think he comes back. Yeah. And I've heard that he comes back uh, in a difficult, rough... He does some rough shit. Uh, Season 5's Brian is listed as a villain. Oh, yeah. uh Uh-huh. Johnny Fairplay. So I think maybe it's like ruthless strategy mixed with not caring about other people's feelings. Right. But like Jesse has betrayed a fuck ton of people, but it's like heartbroken every time. And so I don't view him as a villain. This other list
1: mentions Sandra.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't view I her as a we'll villain. I wonder if we'll see
1: her be more villainous later on. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, so I like yeah, I just don't view Jesse as being a villain, even though he's being like very ruthless and he's won Fair. me over. Hey, uh, do you know that Survivor is like a potato?
0: Yeah, how so? You don't throw Survivor in the oven just to have it come out like a baked potato. You have to put all the ingredients into the pot and let it simmer. Throwing together a season of Survivor without any scrutiny or planning is like throwing a bunch of hot potatoes into the oven. It's not gonna work. You've got to know what you're doing, and you've got to let it simmer for a while. Jeff Probst, chef.
1: The the okay. It's not great. But... It's not great, but sometimes the metaphors at Tribal Council also not great. Uh, it's unfortunate that it mixed up like. Simmering on a stove with being in an oven,
0: yes, it did do that. Uh, it also that same bot will just tweet out, um, like random ones that it comes up with that are not necessarily requests. Um, and it just also tweeted out survivors like potato chips, uh, unrelated to my comment. Um, it said you can't just play with one chip, you gotta have a bag. So quit playing with just one survivor and make a bag of chips, you gotta have a bag bag of chips
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: so uh I like, oh, yeah i hadn't better. read that until i read it to you but um anyway that's the survivor is like bot on twitter
1: um interesting interesting they give us a preview for next week on they i noted three things cassidy tells carla she's not an idiot owen is angry and gabler is reading a note yes um yeah so we've got to pick uh an mvp for this week
0: do, do we actually have to like do we have to talk it's kinda, about it it's jesse yeah like it's very obviously jesse
1: <laughs> right he didn't win the challenge but he won the strategy that's for sure
0: i think also an underrated part of this is that he got owen and cassidy and gabler all on board with this uh and it didn't get leaked
1: to yeah. carla or to cody mm-hmm. like that's beautiful well, yeah, because my guess is he didn't fully tell the plan, but like Gabler already wanted to go for Carla. So like that would have been an easy thing. Owen was is cool with going for anybody that's not him or Gabler. So like um, I think those would have been the easy convincing maybe and Cassidy. Also, she was pissed at Carla's point. So like he was fortunate that like people are already like gunning for Carla. So he didn't have to like tell them all of the plan. Probably just be like, listen, just vote for her. We got it covered. No, but they didn't. They voted for Cody. Or oh yeah, right. Sorry. I said all of that as if they were voting for Carla. Uh, but the I think it's, it's similar arguments. The like, other than the Casty voting for Cody, um would it be maybe the hardest to convince there, but like Gabler and Owen, I think, are just happy to split up any of the duos.
0: Yeah. And specifically I think Gabler hearing like Jesse wanting to vote off Cody would be like, mm-hmm. Yes, I'm on board.
1: Yeah. Like sure. And it, it did go against like there was like Weirdly, a lot of talk from the guys of just creating a final four of guys and getting rid of the women, which I don't know the reason for, but from what it sounds like from like Tyson's talked about it on his podcast of just like you kind of just come up with any reason to form a final four around or like an alliance around sometimes. And it could be like the dumbest stuff, but that's how they form.
0: Yeah, I heard that on Tyson's podcast, too. I don't actually think that's what's happening here. Like, I think that Cody gets along with Gabler. And knows that Cody and Jesse get along and that Gabler and Owen get along and views Carla as the biggest threat. And so I don't think that, like, I don't think he's trying to get all the men together. I think it just so happens that he has better alliances with the men and is threatened by the women.
1: He just refers to it as that, which is the weird thing, I think, of just, like, let's get rid of the women. But I guess that's just an easy shorthand for, like, to talk about that duo.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think that that's actually his intent. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Cody's a chauvinist or something. But I, I did not interpret it that way when it was
1: happening. But maybe I'm being too nice. Um, all right, cool. So with that MVP, I think that means that Co- or Jesse has been named MVP by one of us. Five of the twelve episodes, which is pretty good. Um, Patrick is clearly in the lead. Still, I mean, our places have been cemented. Patrick in first, Jared in second, me in third. I only have Co- Cassidy left on my team. Um, Jared still has Owen, Jesse, and Gabler, and Patrick has all the final five. No, like, four or no or five. Cody got, yeah, he, has, he does not have Gabler. Cassidy, Jesse, Carla, and Owen. Uh, So I can pull off second if Cassidy scores about 400 more points than Owen, Jesse, and Gabler combined in the finale. So, here's hoping for that. Uh, Predictions. I don't think that's going to happen
0: for you. I'm hoping for, and I think that I will pretty easily hit, uh,
1: doubling your score. Predictions we've made. Uh, (laughs) Last week, I predicted that Carla would say the episode title, and I was correct. You were correct. That's two episode titles in a row for me. I had Gabler the previous week and Carla that time. Um, And... I predicted gabler would be the next boot patrick predicted cassidy would be the next boot with two idols played so you were like half right there were two idols played but it wasn't cassidy i do think that if cody would have won the
0: immunity challenge which he almost did it would have been cassidy with maybe two idols played Uh, i think i I don't think so
1: i think it would have been carla although she would have played her idol yeah never mind yeah maybe it would have been a very different vote because they would have wanted to get rid of carla the strategy talk would have been interesting Um for overall like season predictions um we finally had some successful do those count as successful idols plays yeah like I they, canceled to talk vote, about this. they canceled votes but those the people that played them weren't going to get eliminated anyways yes i think i feel like no but i can see an argument for yes
0: i just like when i think of a successful idol play i mean it I think like them. it saved you from the game or it yeah, saved you from elimination.
1: I, I think I agree with that. So I don't think it would count as a success.
0: Well, that's great for me because I argue that there will be zero in the season. And that's still the
1: case so far. I already predicted one and I got one chance left. So we will see. Um, and it, it may happen next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, No other... Things here. So there have been zero live tribals this season. Do you think that is down to the players' strategy, or do you think there's some of production who got like people don't like live tribals? And so they told them to cut that out.
0: No, I think uh I heard, I think it was on Rob has a podcast, um, they them talking about this a little bit. I think that they the theory that they have is that shot in the dark makes live tribals worse. Because you don't want to like clue people in. You don't want to freak people out. You want people to feel secure and live tribals are chaotic and could lead to shot in the dark. And so they don't happen as much because
1: you want to avoid that. The shot in the darks have been interesting too because I feel like in 42, we saw several of them. And I think we talked about how they were going to become more common because people are going to be like, okay, well, if I know my name's on the chopping block, I might as well use it. And then we saw only one this whole season. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Is just weird how that worked out. It'll be curious to see how forty-four is. But I mean, literally, every
0: person looking down this list has been pretty blindsided other than like Ellie.
1: That's true. Oh, I, I should guess. have used it. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay, cool. Um, our final three, or we should predict who's gonna say the next episode title first or the next oh and go our order thing, that stuff. The other uh, the other the other prediction that we made that I wanted
0: to ask you about is um one of the things that, that we have is unanimous votes. Now this was a 400, but I would not call that a unanimous vote. It was 411 is what I would yeah. I would count okay. the pre-idle thing as the vote. Okay. I was just I could see that argument being made, but I I don't like it. So wanted to check. Next uh, episode.
1: Snap some necks and cash some checks. That sounds like a Jesse line to me. I think so, too. It sounds like fucking brutal. It, it almost sounds like too cocky for Jesse to say, which is like my hesitance there. But like, I don't, maybe Owen, I guess? I don't think that Carla or Cassidy or Gabler would say that. So, or Jeff. Some next. <laughs> oh, man. If Jeff said it, that would be like, <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be real Stallone Jeff right there.
0: Maybe. <laughs> I could maybe see Cody saying it like on the jury as part of his like final tribal council stuff.
1: Yeah, I don't think I was thinking about that, too. But I feel like they wouldn't pull the title from the final tribal council. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like Jesse kind of makes the you're what you're guessing, Jesse. I'm going to say I'll just say Owen to be different. It just feels it feels too cocky and confident for Jesse, but it is heading into the final. So maybe he'll get a little bit more confident like as we're getting close to the end.
0: Yeah, and I could see him doing like that being a confessional going into the final three of like I just gotta do this and then I'm done or something like
1: that. Um and so our boot order last week I had predicted it was gonna be that Carla would be eliminated and then wait. No, last week I said I predicted oh wait. I'm so confused. Oh yeah, so I, so the word on the bottom are the final five. Yes, I predicted Gabler, and then it would be Carla Cassidy, Owen Cody Jesse. And so that all got fucked up. Um, so how do I want to adjust my final five? I think I'm going to still keep that order. But just about um, Gabler for Cody? For Cody, I think. Yeah. So I'll say that Carla will get eliminated. And then it'll be Cassidy versus somebody for fire. Like maybe Cassidy versus Owen. I'm going to count. I'm going to say that Jesse will finally get his win when he needs it the most. And win the final immunity challenge.
0: Wait, win the Final Immunity Challenge or win Fire making? Win Final Immunity Challenge. Oh, and Owen will go against Cassidy for Fire. Is that what you said?
1: Or Gabler. Uh, Who would... I feel like Jesse would take... Yeah, I'll say that. Cassidy would beat Owen. Or Owen would beat Cassidy in Fire. Jesse would choose Gabler because he would worry that Gabler would have... He wouldn't want the resume building Gabler would get from winning Fire. But he's less worried about Cassidy or Owen. So he would send them to fire.
0: that's fair. uh who do you think would win in that Owen Gabler Jesse finale? and like what what the vote counts?
1: Oh, uh, I mean Jesse, I think the jury Owen and Gabler are getting any votes. I think the jury's gonna be cool with Jesse's ruthless gameplay. Um, oh, I feel like I need to see do we have a is there an easy way for me to see the jury list? if you scroll down, it's like Janine down um. Okay, yeah, I'm on the Wikipedia page, too. I have it listed there. So, so far, Cody, Sammy, Noel, Ryan, James. I feel like maybe it'll be, like, one vote for Gabler. I don't know who. Just, like, some of, like, the... I feel like Gabler and some other people have been, like, the C-Squad. And we've had, like, Carla and Cody and Jesse have been, like, the A, B-Squad people. And so, like, just some of that C-Squad crew will throw Gabler bone.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I think, like, uh, Ryan could maybe vote for Gabler. Okay, and then your final, what do you got? I'm going to say Cassidy, fifth. Uh, Gabler out at four in the fire making, and then Carla, Jesse, Owen in a Jesse winning seven to one. Carla gets one vote, and Owen gets zero. My thought here is uh, I know everyone views Carla as being the big, like, target, but also Carla has, like, Kind of fucked up the last couple rounds in a row and is like not a threat to win challenges right now because her body is breaking down. So I think that I think people are smart and would vote for Jesse, but Jesse would idle out Cassidy because I think Cassidy is actually the biggest threat against him right now.
1: Um, and I think he knows that. So then there's been a lot of internet talk of Cassidy getting a bad winner's edit, like people I think are really thinking Cassidy might be the winner of the season.
0: Yeah, I've, uh, I've seen a lot of comparisons to Erica from season forty-one, and I do see that. Like, I that makes sense to me. When um, Jesse kind of filling like the Ricard role, uh, however, Ricard didn't have uh, Idol at Final Five, and so right. that would change things. Yeah, um, Ricard, filling the Ricard role in the sense of getting a lot of screen time and being like a good storyline, but yeah. not winning. Um, but I, I think Jesse's going to win. Uh, and I think we'll be pretty disappointed with the finale with any other result at this point, but maybe I'm wrong.
1: Yeah. Um, that's how I felt about 41. When, like, if you had told me before the finale of 41, that Erica was going to win, I would have been like, well, that's disappointing. But then I was happy about it. Like it, like the way it was edited and how all the info we got in the finale for Erica pulling off a win, like I was cool with, um, although it's been, it would be weird it would be interesting to go back and rewatch that season because because it was our first modern survivor that we saw i was like that ah, this is awesome all these people are great like i want to see these people again and then we watched 42 and i was like oh wait no this one is actually like good 41 wasn't that good it turns out and then right. i almost feel like that now like i like 43 better the best of all three of these i agree i think uh
0: one thing that makes this different to me a little bit is that like um the only way that i view jesse as not winning is if he loses the like the fire making challenge and that feels really shitty mm-hmm. um like of a uh, he did so well and if he negates votes or if he doesn't get votes at final five or whatever he like would have had no votes counting against him the whole time has is clearly the best player and then like just because he loses the fire making challenge that that would be a rough way for him to lose and i would be pretty disappointed by that
1: my guess is he's put he like cares so much about this game wanting to win he's put like so much work in it clearly i bet he fucking crushes fire like if he gets to that point like he i bet he practiced at home a lot i bet he's been practicing on the island i bet he's like good at fire
0: i think that he's due for that like you said i think he's going to win the final immunity challenge Um, especially against Carla, who is like her body's breaking down. Mm -hmm. Um, and Owen and Gabler are both very good at challenges and stuff, but I think that his best move would be to pit Owen and Gabler against each other in fire. Um, and I think Owen also has probably practiced fire a whole lot as a super fan. And so that's why I'm saying Carla, Jesse, Owen, if I'm right, and I have no idea, obviously, but if I am right, it would create a very fun thing where. In the final 12, there were uh, four from each original tribe, and it was also eight men and four women. And then the final nine, it was three from each of the original tribes and six men and three women. So every three, we lose two men and one woman. And then the final six, it was two from each tribe, four men and two women. So if I'm right about my final three, it's one from each tribe, two men and one woman. And
1: it's what you predicted in the first episode.
0: That is also true, so that would be really wild. I'm really, really pulling for that, and I genuinely think that it could happen, so I'm pretty stoked. Uh, All right, cool. Um, Do you have anything to pluck? Oh, you know what? I sure do. Um, What is that? I am definitely thinking about it. Uh, It's just so great that it's hard to put words to. Uh, Maybe you should go first. I'm
1: gonna plug Arby's. Hmm. Um, I feel like you
0: plugged Arby's before. <laughs> I mean, you could plug it again, but I pre- like you talked about Arby's uh, when you went on your like wine tasting thing, and then went to Arby's. Oh yeah,
1: okay. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna plug. Uh, uh, this is a pretty niche thing, but uh, FLL, which is the first Lego League, it is a Lego robotics. Uh, group organization Um, when i used to teach in ohio our school district had a bunch of lego robotics teams at the middle school level Um, i helped for a couple years coach a high school level team for their first tech challenge which is ftc Um, and part of that was i had to organize a lego league tournament Um, and so it was cool to see those kids like do all of that there's a lot that goes into it they put a lot of work into it Um, i found out this school year that some of my students some of my fifth grade students are and fourth grade students are running a lego robotics team and fll team and so last weekend and this weekend i went and volunteered to referee and judge at a couple tournaments uh and it's just cool to see like how much work goes into it and um they just do lots of cool stuff so it's a good program um if you have kids or you are a kid and you're interested in engineering robotics anything like that um they have programs for basically like k-12 they've got Lego robotics for the younger kids. And then in middle school, they've got in high school, they have the first tech challenge. And then there's FRC, which is called like the first robotics competition or something like that. That is like huge robots that play on like a basketball side, court size, like field and stuff. Um, so yeah, just look it up. It's through the program is first. And they've got all these sorts of competitions. Also, Jamocha shakes yeah. at Arby's. Mm, Jamocha
0: shakes are good.
1: I'm going to say, um... Wait, hold on. Another recommendation from our mother who emailed us yet again. Uh, her Her email started without a recommendation at first. The first sentence says, Patrick, you can't ask for a Muppet that would win Survivor and then say they wouldn't be able to use their powers. I'm still Team Abby. She could fly right over those nets and walls. On another note. Louise Penny is one of my favorite authors. She just released a new book, which is one of her best yet. I finished it last night and then saw today that they were releasing her books as a TV show like the Cameron Strike books. It's called Three Pines. Loved that, too, even though the characters on screen didn't match the ones in my head. The books are based in Montreal, so they speak French as well. And the first book has a murder at a curling tournament right up your alley. <laughs> I I was like, that sounds intriguing. I don't know. How I feel about being right up my alley. I think that might be was directed more towards me than you, but I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Your recommendation or plug.
0: Um, so I'm going to recommend also from our mother. I'm going to recommend oranges, the fruit oranges. Uh, my, our mom got um, a whole bunch of fresh fruit for, uh, from like a school fundraiser from our nieces. Shout out to our nieces as well. Um, who are also listeners to the pod uh, and shared it with us. And so we have like a whole, whole bunch of fresh oranges. And I've eaten a lot of oranges lately. Oranges are great. Uh, seasonal also. Go eat an orange. Oranges. Orange-y I'm going to use some of these oranges to make uh, cranberry orange short red cookies tomorrow, which I'm pretty stoked for. Um, orange. You could do a, a chocolate orange babka. Oh, I did consider doing something like that and then decided not to. Uh, but that is a good idea. All right. Uh, I just so many
1: things I'm making already. Email us. Uh, what's your favorite fruit? Is it the orange? Email us at tribal council Podcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at Tribal Council 20 uh, We will see you next week when we snap some necks and cash some checks. As always, for this week at Tribal Council, this is Chris signing off. This is Patrick. And the tribe has spoken. (laughs) E-I-E-I-O.